We're Life is Good. We created our first t-shirt back in 94 when we were fed up with the daily flood of negative news. Sound familiar? Since then, our super soft tees have been helping people make positive connections, reminding us every day that even though life isn't easy or perfect, life is good. Today, we're serving up fresh designs daily and giving 10% of annual profits to help over 1 million kids a year. Join us at lifeisgood.com and let's spread some optimism together. Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent! Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hoots down for Anthony Modest. A bit of space for himself. Brandt, and what a chance! It's finished by Mukoko! This game turned on its head! Yusufa Mukoko! And unfortunately, that did not happen today. As we're uh, recording this just after Manchester City and Dortmund in the Champions League game today. Uh, but hi, my name's Jake. Carver is with me as always. How are you doing, man? Shitty. Yeah. yeah, I'm not doing well. We took two fat L's in a row, so and this is the not happy. This is the BVB podcast, by the way. I forgot to say that because I got carried away with the... Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, but, I mean, we talked about it last week when I we did the episode because I did the new intro and everything, and it, it's it's good that I did because if you remember, the, uh, the goal from that old Holland, like, he's never been away, was basically the same goal that he scored today, <laughs> so... Uh, but taking taking that out of the intro did not help us at all. So uh, it's been a rough few days, week. Not a good go for for Dortmund. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we we got the uh, Leipzig game to preview, which was horrendous. Um, we're gonna preview Man City, and then we'll uh, we'll get you ready or pre not preview recap. recap recap those two games, and then get you ready with a preview for Schalke this weekend. So. Mm. Mm, let's get into it. Let's start with Leipzig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to talk about this game at all, but we got to. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I want to talk about this because people need to be held accountable for the absolute shit show that was Saturday. And, you know, we've seen this kind of performance from Dortmund easily over a dozen times in the last two years, maybe an early setback, heads drop. No one is able to complete a simple pass for the remaining 90 minutes. What little game plan we had is out the window. And now we just hold on for dear life for 80 plus minutes and just hope to not get humiliated, I guess. Uh, and, and Oh my God. This, it, it was horrendous. Nothing positive pretty much at all for this entire game, except for, I guess, Byron drop points. But I mean, what do you think? Uh, in the well, first we'll, opening minutes. Well, so, we'll, I mean. we'll, we'll start with the lineup, um, which was kind of, it picked itself. I mean, look at our, man, our bench was just like, ugh, like who, who is there? I mean, we had Raina on the bench um, and that was about it. But starting lineup, we had Guerrero left back, Schlotterbeck and Sule in the middle, um, Munye right back, Meyer in goal. Two weeks in a row, I'm forgetting to mention Meyer. Um, Oshan, Bellingham in the middle. Then we had Brant, Royce and Wolf and Modest up top again. And yeah, again, I think the story here is like the the bench. Like, who do we have to go to? Because Adeyemi Mullins out. We had Makoko, and and uh, Reina was like our depth in the attack, and that was basically it. I, I just want to say, everyone that you mentioned already that started in, um, in the eleven, not a single player except for maybe Bellingham looked up for the challenge that day. No, I mean for a club as. Um, as talented as Leipzig are and our ex coach literally appointed to that team within just days before the game and wanting revenge, you would think Dortmund would come out hungry, wanting a result going and taking the game to them, but absolutely lifeless. Every one of them. It was embarrassing. Do you, or did you have any thoughts? I know we talked about it a little bit in the preview, but going into this game, I mean, I was definitely feeling a little, a lot more confident. Um, I know, I, I just didn't expect like uh, you always see the new manager bounce, but I thought this was like too too close of a call, like way appointed way too, like you said, two days out. I just didn't think that he yep. was going to really have enough time to turn things around. I mean, he just he changed up their formation a little bit. 
uh, made a couple changes in the lineup, and I mean, it worked. Like he, and it looked like he had a game plan, and he just drilled it in. I mean, I know like Red Bull has their system and how they do things, so it's kind of like plug and play, like with as far as the Red Bull system and him as the coach coming from that system. So maybe that helped a little bit more. I just didn't know, like going into this game, how'd you feel uh, confidence wise, especially with with the Rosa appointment? Yeah. So I mean, he. Yeah, you have the new coach buff, I guess. And uh, Rosa knows, I guess, some areas to exploit from Dortmund. But you also have to think that Terzic and just the squad had no game plan whatsoever. So it's a little bit of Rosa, but it's also just nothing coming from the end of Dortmund. Um, I mean, our, our shape and just positioning throughout this entire match was just shocking. And we made Timo Werner actually look like a decent footballer the entire 90 minutes, which is impressive to do. And, I mean, you know just how Leipzig are going to play. I mean, of course, they're going to be on the counter, and and players like Werner is going to rely on his pace and space to run into. And it's just, again, it's impressive how well Dortmund played into their strengths of uh, um, Leipzig in general, but just into the hands, into the palms of Timo Werner. I mean, you couldn't contain him all game, even though we know he's not an intelligent player. He was still offsides a handful of times this game. And yet we are just giving him and everyone else acres of space to run into and do whatever the hell they wanted and not put any sort of pressure on the ball. We didn't look like we had any sort of desire. And I mean, again, from early on, we can see the heads drop. Yeah. I mean, I guess well, the opening seconds, we looked okay. Th- that's what I was going to say. Like, the first five minutes looked good until mm-hmm. that goal. Like we we had we were putting on high pressure and like we were controlling the ball a little bit. Granted, that, that's literally the first five minutes, so you can't take anything from that. But mm-hmm. the switch was the goal. And I like one thing I noticed very early on is like Leipzig looked they did not look up for it in that first five minutes. Like they it looked like their confidence was already down. They were playing like the Leipzig we've we've seen over the last like couple weeks and everything. Like they I thought, wow, this is gonna be a cakewalk because we were controlling it. We, we didn't create any real chances, but like we were creating the opportunities to almost have chances just like that final ball. But like the first five minutes looked great and they looked down until that corner and that went in and it completely flipped the game. And they're like, oh, like they, they kicked on and then we just, we couldn't string anything together. I don't think we had a, a shot first half. We and didn't think- have a shot on target the entire game for the first time in three years in the Bundesliga. Dortmund did not have a single shot on target it's it's truly remarkable again just playing into their palms and uh of their hands and i I, defensively and offensively i mean on both sides of the ball we just we were absolutely clueless and we were so disconnected in every sense of or just every area of the pitch i mean again could not complete a single simple five yard pass ten yard pass and the second we would get any sort of decent um, opportunity to maybe start to go forward when we're in the middle third, we would give it up and then you'd look behind whoever lost the ball and there would be absolutely no one. And we would just, we wouldn't have any sort of cover. So Leipzig would immediately play into that space and just look out wide or look for Werner and, uh, and Kunku up top to exploit with that pace and just kept ripping us apart. And by the end of the game, they were just toying with us. Oh but yeah. I still oh. want to go through, you know, um, the rest of the half and of course the second half too. Yeah. And I mean, you would think, and I obviously injuries, but oh God, I mean how we can't just like say injuries. We can't, we can't blame, we no, can't blame this on injuries. This was lack no. of idea, lack of game plan, lack of like, I, like anything. Um, but you would think on the injury note and us seeing Brant and Wolf start, you would almost expect this from like if we had newer, younger guys starting, but they've been in the system a bit mm-hmm. and playing with the Royce in the middle. You think they would know what to do enough just from their, the, the fact that they've been in the system a while like that, they would be able to put something together and they couldn't do anything. You would, you would think that I kind of get the idea of playing both Munier and Wolf on the right-hand side, of course, because they can interchange with each other. And, you know, cover for one of another. One's going to play up and whipping across with Munier's, you know, he's clearly the most successful crosser on the team. And Wolf can stay back and provide that cover and then obviously vice versa. But, I mean, not just the right side. Any side of the uh, of, of our attack was just completely clueless and um, 
not idealistic in the slightest. And then defensively too, I want to go back. It wasn't just about covering like just Werner either. Of course, you know, we made him look way better than the player he is. Uh, but everyone, I mean, we couldn't mark anyone, even on the corner to concede the first goal, Schlotterbeck could have been done better. And we just did not care to mark up and any time set pieces or an open play. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it seemed like my notes was just like, it was more about them. It was more, more about them on the counter Them like they keep creating chances off the counter and we just couldn't mm-hmm. create anything like what anytime we, it, it seemed like we, we almost, we weren't looking for like the, the simple pass, but then even when we went for the simple pass, we couldn't make that work. But it was like too many times we tried these like cute little flick ons and we tried to do something a little too fancy or like take on a player and it just didn't work. Like, I don't know. It just looked like we've never played football before, like never mm-hmm. together. Like I don't, I don't, I can't understand when couldn't get then, any combinations going no. either. Not so there was no individual reliance on individual brilliance or there was no reliance on any sort of like game plan as a team going forward either. It was just the classic. We tried nothing and we're out of ideas. Where do you think it? Well, this game, like it seemed like we, we needed that someone to step up, someone to like individually do something great. Like, are we too reliant on that? I know we talked about this maybe last season a lot. Like, are we too reliant on maybe waiting for one person to step up? Cause it just doesn't look like, we're, we're playing as a team and it's not just this game. Like we've seen some good things here and there, but I think maybe like read between the lines a little bit, like it looks or read between the phases of other games. It's like, we've seen this where it's like, we, we just can't really string anything together. Like we have Mm -hmm. some okay moments, but we really haven't been playing as a team. No. And so you're going into the second half and you're only down two nil. Of course, it's not ideal. And it's a bit of a mountain to climb coming out the second half, but you know, it's still possible to get a result out of this and you need a reaction from not only every player on the field, but Terzik as well. This is where the coach, you know, deserve or uh, earns his paycheck. And, you know, that squad comes in in the middle of halftime and, uh, um, you, Terzik is telling, it should be telling the team, you know, to get compact, put Werner in positions where he doesn't have space to run into and you can mark him better and play him off sides, support each other on offense and defense. So we can actually go and create chances to score and being prevent or prevent being caught on the counter because again, couldn't get anything going, uh, going forward. And then when we would have another five or 10 turnovers in a row, you would look behind you and just acres of space for Leipzig to run into and exploit with pace and, there was there's just no reaction from Terzic. I'm not saying you necessarily need a substitution at halftime. I mean, maybe if we had more uh, depth on the bench and you know had more available personnel, then yeah, you could look into bringing on like an Adeyemi or something like that. But well, he, he wasn't available. That. Well, that's what I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah, he, he oh, don't yeah. have that option. So I don't think a substitution was absolutely necessary. It's just a matter of galvanizing the team and saying, hey, like this, these are the areas that we obviously, well, first of all, wake the up <laughs> and then you know you get that game plan again uh, of going together of uh you know being more compact staying more compact and uh marking your marking the opposition better and just my god look like you want to be there and this is a point where i point out like at an individual like guerrero and i assume a lot of people have seen the clip of him having like zero effort to track back was it 20 minutes in or something like that and he's just looking like he's fed up already when we're like a fourth into the game um, or Brandt losing the ball for no reason. No, but this was like a, a squad as a whole. Everyone besides maybe Bellingham deserved an earful during halftime. And there needed to be a reaction from everyone, including Terzic. And, and that didn't happen. Just came out looking just as arrogant and lifeless in the second half. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, so, I mean, you mentioned Rafa and Brandt there specifically. And they were great in the last last game, the Copenhagen game before this. So they were great. And I don't know why... And I just think this is a game you have to be up for. You're playing mm-hmm. your, old, your old coach. It's it's Leipzig who we, why, like, God. Like, we, we should be up especially, for this. Especially a, cl- a player like Brandt because Rosa didn't fancy him half the time. Yeah, this, is, this for, is your uh, chance to keep your spot in the team. Like, you just had a good game. Mm-hmm. You have to keep it going. Like, I, I don't know why, and him and, and Rafa too, like, I don't know why, the whole team really, I don't know why you're not up for this game. It was just, you said it multiple times. It's horrendous. 
And I'm I'm waiting. I, I was thinking in my head. So when they come out, I, I obviously didn't hear what was said at halftime, but that's what I would probably say to them. And, you know, you you don't necessarily need a goal right out the gates. Of course, that would be ideal. But I'm just, just trying to be realistic. Just come out and actually start to look threatening within 10, 15 minutes. If you get one back, you still have 30 minutes to grab one more. Try to get a result out of this, whether if you want to keep it as a tie, depending on how we're performing, or maybe go for the win. But you still have an opportunity to get a result out of this. And just 20, like those first 25, 30 minutes zip by and not the sense that I was having fun watching, but like the complete opposite where I was like, my God, we have not tried anything. And yeah. the game is slipping away from us minute by minute. And we just do not care. Everyone in that field just does not give a shit. And I, I tweeted already, but it was the first Dortmund game that I've turned off in a long time. I mean, I'm not I'm not a supporter that usually does that ever. Yeah. Really, regardless of the result, but it was right before we conceded the third. We were going into the 80th, and I was I we just it was another turnover from the right side. I forgot who it was, and I was like, I think that's it for me. <laughs> I, I think I'm done. <laughs> we'll go back a, a little bit. I did finish the game, but it was not enjoyable, and I wanted to turn it off, but I was like, I'm going to power through. But it was it was not a fun watch by any means. We did see so obviously second half started. And we still started slow. Again, like you said, it's we okay. Were slow if, the entire second half, not just yeah. starting slow either. We did. We never got running or up and running the entire ninety minutes, well, not once. Per the per the sub situation, it makes sense. Maybe give them a little bit, give them a chance. If you mm-hmm. just ripped into them, see if they're going to step it up. And we did see subs in like the sixtieth minute. Um, Geo or yeah, sixtieth minute. Geo and Makoko came on. Um, Brant and Wolf went off. Um, and there was a, a chance where Reina ran across it to Modest. Didn't really like I, that was maybe our first shot on goal. Um, but besides, no, we, did, we did not have a shot not on, on goal, goal, but just a, a shot. Maybe our first shot mm-hmm. of the game, I think, came in like the 63rd minute with the cross from Reina. But after that, and that was like, okay, cool. Maybe we're going to start creating something. Maybe Reina will do something. And that was pretty much it. Noth- nothing after that. Mm-hmm. It, it was our worst performance this season, easily. And Arguably for a while, so even before the season started as well. I mean, going back to the last few months of last season too, and I mean, it's it's there's enough blame to go around, of course. I mean, we've had pe- some people post or comment on the last clip we had of Brant saying like you know, he was piss poor, and of course he was, but it's not like the team as a whole played well, and it was just Brant that was underperforming. The entire team underperformed, except for again maybe Bellingham. I mean, Sule had some decent moments, but you yeah. look around, you can just go down the list and you're like bad, poor, horrendous, awful, careless, clueless. And oh. that comes down to Terzic too. I mean, yeah. he's, he's made some bad decisions this season so far. And uh, I, of course I still believe in the guy and everything, but he, he needs to start making smarter decisions and not just the substitutions um, and not just the tactics you start with bef- at the, before the game, but also just how are you going to react to things whenever things are going, um, of course, awry? And, uh, you know, how are you going to try to cover these types of spaces whenever Leipzig are getting on the counter? Because he clearly didn't, I guess, learn after the first half. He came out thinking like, well, that can't happen again. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on Royce. So far this season, um, I don't have his stats pulled up. I did not do any stat prep because I literally I watched the uh, Man City Dortmund game on delay and mm-hmm. pretty much jumped right on here to record. So I don't have any stats or anything pulled up. But I think in that game specifically, where we really need someone to just like take control of this game and do something, and I feel like Royce has gone missing a little bit. Like I know he's created some opportunities opportunities here and there, but it's like I want him to as the captain and. I mean, he's just been around forever, and I just mm-hmm. I, I think this game needed him, but not just this game. I think other games too, and specifically working with Modest. Like, I guess two questions: one, how do we work better with Modest? Like, is this a like what is Terzic saying? Is like, I, why aren't we creating stuff for him more? And like, why can't why isn't that connecting? And also, why isn't Royce <laughs> taking more control and being this like creative director uh, through the pitch? <sighs> All right, well, that's a lot, but <laughs> um, I, well, I mean, people have always had valid criticisms of Royce as a captain. I mean, of course, he's been here 10 years. Of course, he's had a, 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 a good amount of success, I'll say, at the club. Of course, 
he he's had some really uh, heartbreaking moments, but um, you know he still had a lot of terrific moments as well, countless terrific moments in the last decade. And he's a vocal person on the pitch, and of course he knows about the history of this club and everything, and he and he uh, has a lot of great connections with everyone off the pitch as well. But when it comes down to like true leadership and you know keeping your team organized, keeping your team focused and everything like that. It's, I'm not saying he's bad, but I don't think that's really his strengths. And we just put the captain's armband around him because if you look at anyone else in the squad besides Jude, I, you're kind of like, there's not really many great options that people want to look to and be like, that's the captain of Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything wrong with him being the captain. And I don't even think, I, I'm not saying, oh, I wish he was out there yell, running around and yelling at everyone more. I'm looking at purely as a, like a, a creative role. I feel like he hasn't quite been doing quite enough, but also yeah. at the same time, like the, the team hasn't really like, we're, we're mm-hmm. still, we're, we're just not firing. Like we just can't create anything in that final third. And that's why I want him to be the, like the guy to, to do it. Um, and Which I, is, I don't that's, know. I feel like it's also, he's, he's very much adjusted all of his game in the last like five years or so. Cause I mean, he heavily relied on pace himself when he was younger. He was one of the most lightning quick players in Europe really, but just with time and time again, with injuries, you know, he's become more of a creative player who's going to set up his teammates. He's going to get a little bit more central and, and make those runs. Um, and he still, he still makes this, you know, similar runs to what he did whenever he was younger, but I think he's just a little bit more team oriented. Um, and it's just hard to get going when everyone else around you is is not going either. I mean, it's Modest is not the easiest player to play off of, of uh, your voice. I mean, a few years back when he had players like Sancho to constantly do the one-twos with and Guerrero would be up there. And um, I mean, Holland was a player of that was brilliant to play off of as well. So I, mean, I think it's just, it's not really just him. Of course, every attacker has struggled this season so far. I mean, of course, Sadayemi hasn't had a lot of minutes, but he hasn't been banging in a lot of goals either. <clears throat> I mean, uh, really, you can go down the list. Yeah. Modest hasn't really lived up. Mukoko's not getting a lot of time on the pitch either. I'm I'm just trying to think ahead, and I <laughs> I don't know where it's going to change. I don't know if I, bringing, because obviously Adeyemi and Malin have been out. Malin's a mystery to me, because last season didn't get a lot of playing time. So I don't know him slotting in, if that's going to change much and, and change our work through with Modest, I like Adeyemi and his speed can create a lot of problems for people. Again, we just haven't seen enough. And I, I still don't know like how my, obviously we have this big target up top Modest. And I think the, like it, the big question is how do we get him involved? How do we get him? What do we need to change tactically? And I'm not asking you specifically. I'm just like thinking through my head. Like how do we, what do we need to change tactically to to start creating more, especially through him, because we're kind of like stalling at, at, at the time being, and I don't know how we're how we're going to fix this. We are stalling, and, and you know, I think you saw glimpses of us starting to have an idea of how to get him more involved in this team and, and involved in our attack. But like I was saying just last week, I mean, we have a stretch of nine incredibly important games all in a row, and it's 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 tough, I guess, to have any sort of freedom and try new things in those games whenever you're facing such tough opponents in such tough situations too. Um, so you just, you get, you got to keep working on and training too. And, and, you know, if you, if that means you putting more focus into the attack, uh, cause I think we're a little bit more defensively sound, which would, I was going to touch more on that in the city game that we saw today, but uh, our attack is, is struggling, which is, uh, you know, a rarity to say when it comes to a team like Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, Positive. Rain has been looking good, so I don't mind him slotting in. I feel like he, I have a lot more faith in him than Adeyemi and Mullen just because they're more of a mystery and we don't really know what, uh, how that's going to shape our attack necessarily. Hopefully we'll start to see that in the next few games as they come in. They were both on the bench against City. We did see Mullen come in, uh, not Adeyemi, but I mean, do you have anything else about, do you, do you need to rant and vent a little more about this I game mean, I already, before we move I already on? Pretty, I already pretty much got everything I was saying of just earlier, this, it was easily our worst performance of the season, if not more than that. And again, a lot of things that went wrong fall on Terzic and this club needs, or this team needs to wake up again. It, 
incredibly hard games coming up thick and fast and we need to get our shit together. And right after that game, I was immediately thinking, God, Man City with not them not having a game this past weekend, they were licking their lips looking at us. Yeah. And I, I was I was pretty darn spooked going into today's game. Oh. I mean, at the Etihad for being such a dog shit atmosphere. Um there as it is i mean it's still not fun to play there by any means and you can get humiliated pretty quick by a team like city yeah before we jump into city though i didn't want to talk uh just like bundesliga real quick because uh i mean it's been it's been looking like a fun league now that like the fact that byron's not already running away with it and i want to talk about them a little bit because they drew i think three games in a row um which has them which had them lower on the table there. I don't remember where they're at again. I have nothing pulled up. We're just they're going. In, they're in third right now. Third. Okay. But, uh, but the rest of the top four, I mean, of course you have only in Berlin that are in first, which is, I, I remember predicting them, putting them in my top four to finish the season, but I did not think they'd actually be <laughs> top of the table right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then you have Freiburg in second, Munich in third, and then Hoffenheim in fourth. Notice how Dortmund are not in that top four. Yeah. Yeah. But the frustrating thing is, well, this game aside, the last few games, they haven't been great, but we've been grinding out wins, which has been a positive. And I've been looking at that like, great, because we looked more defensively sound. We can like g- grind through a game like we <laughs> get minimal chances, but we're we're getting the win. We're, we're pulling out the win. Fantastic. And now this opportunity is open for us to go top of the table and, and really push, start to build that slight gap on on Bayern because it seems like teams are trying to figure them figure out how to play them or taking a a chance to play a little more defensively against them and and it's working and now I mean they'll they they just haven't really been able to click like which I watched their Champions League game against Barcelona which was one of the best first halves of football I've ever seen it was it was fantastic but they're because they're playing that attack like attacking style against each other but when teams are kind of just sitting back on them. They've been struggling and uh, we've seen them get draws. Even at the, did they play who they play over the weekend? I played Stuttgart. Stuttgart. And that was, they went up twice and Stuttgart came back twice mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to get the draw. But it's like, there was an opportunity open for us to push past and we just like crumpled. And it's, it's, you it's, must be new here, Jake. No, I, <laughs> this is kind I am, of a, I am fairly exactly who Dortmund are. I know I mean, I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> new, but it, it sucks because these last few games, although they weren't great, it looked positive. And the, you throw in the chance that we had, we had this chance to spread that gap a little bit. And then, like, in a big game where we really needed to prove ourselves, we just, just fell in a black hole. <laughs> yeah, again, I think the only positive is Bayern dropping points. There are no positives on our end. Oh no. But it, it just weekend. it ruins all the, the the slight positivity that I had and now I'm just like we're the worst team ever. Uh well, again, well then, we have a lot of we have a lot more football to play and we have people are start slowly starting to come back, which again, going into Man City you have Adeyemi and Malin being in the squad for this one. So I mean, you got that going for us. Uh I only got to see the the first 50 minutes of this game. Um, so I only saw the highlights of the last 40 or so afterwards or after the fact. Um, and there are some positives, I guess, to take from this one with the unfortunate result at the end of it. But are there any thoughts that you had right before the game or whenever the lineups came out? Yeah, so we'll go through the lineup. Uh, Guerrero left back. Hummels and Sule, center backs, and then Mounier on the rights. We had Oshan, Chan, and Bellingham in the middle. Uh, Royce, Modest, and Reyna up top. That's just off foot mob that I'm reading right now. It's a 4-3-3, but we saw that change. It was kind of like a 4-3-2-1. It was kind of a 4-5-1. It kind of shifted a little yeah. bit to, to our benefit. Like it, th- That was solid. Like It, it looked solid. Um, I was a little skeptical not seeing... Slaughterbeck in there and Hummels. Um, he, I thought he did well though. I thought he played well. Sule, I've been, I just want to touch on Sule a little bit. Um, because one, I think you, you just watch him and you're like, he, he's obviously a big dude and he doesn't look that fast. And he looks like he might not be able to control the ball that well. That's just kind of how he looks when he's playing. And I think yeah. a lot of like Dortmund guys are, or fans are jumping on that and 
they're already like seeing maybe a mistake here or there and jumping on him. And I've, I've seen like a lot of hate thrown his way. Um, but I, Have you really? I, yeah. On Twitter, I've seen some stuff here and there. Maybe it's not super loud, but I've seen some stuff here and there. Might be Twitter. It's just Twitter. Twitter is a terrible place uh, that I love and hate at the same time. Um, yeah. But he, he's been getting a little bit, and I thought he looked, he played pretty well this game. <laughs> there was also this random burst in, the, like, I think it was like the 53rd minute, where he just like flew through the center of the pitch and look, was like running super fast and had like really good touches. It's just, I think it could be easy to just see him, like his body type and everything, and, and think there's not much there. But oh, obviously course. he's played... He played for Bayern. He's the thing with this game. I thought was is good. Like he's used to playing these big Champions League games and and playing against big competition. So I, I like his experience for this game specifically was good. I thought he he was he was fine. He he got that header that denied Holland. Um, I think it was pretty early in the match. Um, anyways, enough ranting about him. I was still kind of confused to not see Schlotter back in there. Um, seeing Chan in there, which. I don't know your thoughts on him in the game yeah. specifically. I, I don't mind the the setup because obviously we're going a little more defensive. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting to see in there too. <laughs> yeah, so going back, it was Chan's first com- or start <clears throat> to the competitive season or in the competitive season, excuse me. Uh, and what an opportunity for him. Yeah. As well as you have three or maybe even four ex-Dortmund players starting for Man City in Holland, Gundogan, Akanji, uh, I thought for a second that, that um, Sergio Gomez was going to start, but that wasn't the case. Um, so I just, I just thought that was funny that there was three over there and watching Akanji and Holland play against us, I guess, so soon, considering they were, you know, on our team just months ago. Yeah, um, on on their lineup real quick. I'm not going to go through their whole lineup, but they mm-hmm. also have some injuries, especially at the back. So it was a good opportunity for us um, having – Ake and Akanji start as their center backs who haven't, I don't, I doubt they've paired together because this was only Akanji's second game. I don't remember if he played there. No, he didn't play on the weekend because they didn't have a game. So this was only his second game. So good opportunity for us to test that. And I was just really, really holding out for like an Akanji mistake to lead to a goal because that's what he mm-hmm. loved Me to too. do for I us was, so, so much. But I was actually thinking that too. Uh, yeah, unfortunately that wasn't <laughs> the case, but um yeah, it was obviously a, a very different shape than what we're usually seeing, at least from uh, Terzic and his ten years so far, and even back then, whenever he was our uh, interim coach. But I liked it. I mean, I I thought, man, those first forty five minutes could they just City couldn't break us down whatsoever. I mean, for the majority of the game, City couldn't break us down whatsoever. And I mean, Chan's body look uh, body language looked better. I mean. I would hope so again with a massive opportunity that he had uh, to prove himself. But I mean, Hummels, I thought looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sule, I thought also looked pretty decent. Uh, could have been a little bit more clinical with our chances on the counter. Cause we did have our opportunities. I mean, city yeah. can be left open like that at times, but it's just, it's heartbreaking that again, the, the result that we, uh, that we had, again, I didn't see much of the second half, but um after you get that first goal, um, you really just got to lock down and, and and grind out that win. I mean, I, I said a few weeks back, this is this game away at City and probably also against them at home are going to be just smashing grabs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I really couldn't hold on. Yeah, we did so well to. I mean, just we just packed the middle and we forced them to. Uh, they they had a lot of the possession, obviously, but we I we had some pretty good spells of possession too. Um, yeah, we did. To, to it it create, took a while. We had yeah, to grow yeah. into the game, but after like I mean, it was, twenty-five or so minutes, you're starting to see it was it, most of the traffic flow was almost coming from Dortmund. It, I mean, it was kind of very few and far between. It's like they would have a lot of the ball, and then we'd have like a, a short spell of possession. But it was good, and I, mm-hmm. I like to see that we. I mean, we sat back, um, but then we we did try to play. I wish in the first half we saw a little more in the second half, but I wish we would have pushed the counter more. I said that last week. Like I, I really wish we would have tried to push it upfield to get them on that transition. Um, so I was a little frustrated seeing us like playing it slowly up, up the park and then trying to play through. Um, but I, I felt like defensively we did great and we just kind of forced them to have to go wide, but we were set so well that they were all their wide balls were coming from their center backs. Like they were long balls and it gave us the time to switch over 
and and get in a, another good position to just keep the pressure on him. I I thought uh, Guerrero did pretty great. He had a couple like uh, quite a few like header interceptions, um, just mm-hmm. coming from poor passes from them. But that's just the overall defensive pressure we put on them. So to get him in the right position, so I thought he looked decent. Um, I, yeah. I do want to say real quick that like I I honestly didn't think we were too slow as much as we were just pragmatic and safe with our passes because you're going to get punished by City if you make even the slightest half step uh, of a mistake. But um, yeah, we I mean we just we just played a little bit smarter on the ball or at least a little bit safer on the ball than what we usually do, a little bit more cautious. But we were still able to get up the field and get in those, you know, situations where it's three on three or something like that. And at, at those moments, you know, you have the opportunity to actually go and, and net one here. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you have the quality in Royce and, and Reyna alone to actually make something of those chances. Yeah. I also, I don't think this was necessarily the lineup to counter. Like if we would have seen Adeyemi or Mullen in there, because in, of, of course, we don't have Holland anymore, but we did mm-hmm. see that quite a bit last year. I remember a few times where Mullen got some goals on the counter and obviously mm-hmm. having really pacey Holland up there. So I don't think this was the lineup to do it necessarily. Um, and you're right. It was very pr- pragmatic moving up the pitch. And then we, but from that, it's not like because we took our time and we were smart with it, we didn't give it away in the center of the park. And we, we were able to hold on to possession a little bit um, we're not like, I mean, they still had way more possession in this game. We're not trying to say we, we had possession, no. but we had spells of good possession. Um, arguably, the game. arguably even better too. I mean, city are able to play beautifully out of pressure and things like that, especially whenever their people are trying to press them and pin them in their own half. But as for like trying to break us down and everything like that, I think, and, and most people would probably even argue that if there was a goal that was going to come in those first 50 or so minutes it probably was going to be from Dortmund and that was the case I mean yeah I think we had 34 percent possession Mm. but I mean we still look dangerous it again those first 20 or 25 minutes not so much we were very much trying to grow into the game get a feel for things I mean Meyer um, thankfully had a few easy ones to kind of uh, get his confidence up early on too and that could do a lot for a keeper which I haven't talked about him yet but he was he did a pretty solid job too of just picking out those crosses and keeping City quiet but yeah. after 25 or so minutes in, I mean, we, we we did eventually grow into that game, I think, relatively well. Yeah, I went into this game, honestly, like, pretty terrified. I think oh, yeah. as we got closer to this game, I was like, well, and off the Leipzig result, I was just like, this is going to be another horrendous game. And I, yeah. I, my wife, like, walked in to the room when I was watching the game. She's like, how's it going? I was like, I feel like I'm watching a horror movie right now because at any minute... <laughs> This is going to turn into the like my nightmare. Like, yeah, but we were especially with how fragile we are (laughs) mentally. I mean, one game and just or one goal and just opens the floodlights and and guess uh, or floodgates. If if this is a horror movie, guess who the murderer is? It's like your your best friend who you thought was (laughs) going to stay by your side forever. It's Erling Holland. Um, but it it didn't play out that like the first half was like I said, we or we both said. It was great. It, it was fantastic. It was very, I would imagine it'd be kind of boring, almost from a neutral standpoint, and of course, incredibly frustrating if you're a Man City fan. But again, I didn't think I didn't think we did bad. I really no. didn't. Um, and yeah, it, it's unfortunate that we couldn't uh, actually co- get a result out of this. But again, it's we we know better than pretty much anyone uh, since having Holland at Dortmund. But he's he is inevitable, and. I think we kept him really quiet for what 80 minutes of that game. I don't think he had really much of any chances before that. And no. I was saying before, I think we were going to be able to mark him pretty well because we know exactly the kind of runs he makes. And he's a, I mean, he's a striker that Eric Jack of all trades when it comes to having so many different qualities as a terrific striker, but he is also incredibly intelligent and in getting in those dangerous positions. And the vast majority of most strikers around Europe, I mean, having, Skill is one thing, but having the actual football knowledge to go and, you know, have that kind of lethal instinct is, is a whole nother deal. Yeah. And I mean, the, the key to that was just us like stop stopping it at the source, like stopping their chances. Like they didn't mm-hmm. get many, they didn't get any good balls into him, maybe one, but that was the one that Sule cleared and got to it first, which is again, benefit of having him like his experience his mm-hmm. experience his against size. playing against Holland and his size. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, first half was great. Second half, also great. I like that. When we, I, I'm not going to say great to any not, of those. Not great. Honestly. Not towards not, the I'm, end. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. I don't even think our first half was great either. I just, I just think it was, um, it was a lot better than I was expecting. From, from what I again, thought it was going to be, down. I would say uh-huh. great. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, again, those, those last 10, 12 minutes or so, that's got to come down to Terzik again of just him having not great game management skills. And it's not so much this. I mean, it, it, again, the substitutions in this game are a little questionable. Not the fact that Schlotterbeck came on, but just like the, the change in shape obviously really hurt us. Yeah. And um, I, that's, that's got to come down to the coach and he, he's just, he's got to learn in these things that you need to make smart decisions, especially as the game goes on and you're holding on to narrow leads like that. You need to make the right decisions. Yeah. We, well, Hey, before you get too ahead with the subs, we got to talk about the goal. Of, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bellingham's inevitable too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We uh so sec- starting the second half, I like that we put a lot of like high we put a high press on and we started really like just Gigan pressing them and and trying to win the ball high. Um and then we we also countered quicker. Like that was one thing that stood out was win the ball, push it upfield. And that's where we I think that's where we led to the corner. Um which I'm just gonna throw it out there. This is I'm so glad we have Raina back to take some free kicks and put the corners in because his looked a lot better than what we've seen from Brant recently in his free kicks specifically. It's, it's interesting because, again, I didn't see too much of the second half besides the big highlights, but um, that sucks if true because I know we were praising him a bunch a while back for him, for him whipping in. I, I don't know how many corners or assists he got from corners in like a few weeks last season. So Yeah, um, but we did. So it was a corner. Uh, that led to the goal, which was Reyna. He honestly just cleared it over everybody. Royce was was sitting on the uh, like the edge of the eighteen, kind of, and had so much time. He was completely open. Had so much time. Set it up. He kind of like settled the ball, and then he honestly like just took a shot. Um, who knows if it was shot or cross? It was definitely a shot. And Reyna got us, or not Reyna. Uh, Bellingham got his head on that it. Was a shot? <laughs> do you, do you, do you think serious. it was shot? I- you thought he set him up for it? I do. I do think that was a cross. It wasn't a great cross, but I don't think that was a shot in the slightest. I think he was just trying to, cause I mean, Royce, that's how he strikes the ball is he hits it. So the ball dips no matter like how he's shooting at it. And no matter the angle, that's just how he hits the ball. So he, I think he's just trying to, again, it wasn't like great, but he got it into a pretty solid area. Um, and it's funny enough. Holland was actually marking. Oh, and a Kanji. He was, yeah. he slid right in between both of them. It was fantastic. It's crazy that <laughs> Bellingham is just that much more alert than just, I mean, not just this game, but just in general. He is so goddamn mentally switched on every second of every game that he plays that he's just able to get that edge on every other player. So, yeah, kind of a double middle finger to those players. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. No, um, I, I thought it was, once I saw that, because I didn't catch it in real time, but once I saw the highlight and it was, uh, yeah, right, sitting right in between Holland and, and Kanji, and they just kind of stood there. Oh, it was, I mm-hmm. loved it. Loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I love that um, Bellingham was able to read that and, again, actually go and take the initiative to put it in the net there. He was so alert. Yeah, and I, I physically screamed. My dog mm-hmm. started barking downstairs because she didn't know what was going on, but I was so, so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, moving they they brought City immediately like subbed on some people. Changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I was kind of expecting just because how we were able to hold them. Um, and I mean, their wide players with Mares and Grealish couldn't do anything. Props to us for kind of holding them. Um, so of course you saw you, we knew like changes were going to happen. I was kind of scared of Foden coming in. Um, he's pretty dangerous and yeah, Foden's scary. And then. Yeah, and when did they score? I don't know. Fast forward to their goal and their first goal, which was uh, Stones, center back slot. He was playing right back this game, but center back mm-hmm. sometimes just kind of got the crot like wide open. I don't know what. I mean, we did see, so we saw Schlotterback come in and we switched to like a back five slash three. We had three center backs. Um, do you kind of touched on it, but how, like your thoughts on that change? Do you think that kind of screwed us to like change up the, the formation so much or? <sighs> Yeah, a little bit. And we just need to have more numbers back there. I mean, Stone, you mentioned it already, but Stones had s- so much time and space to settle, turn, and shoot in like right on top of our box. I mean, someone has got to go close him down there. And 
I mean, who knew that Stones could have such like a, a banger like that? I mean, it had a lot of pace, had a lot of power. Of course, it was it was high too, and it dipped back down a little bit. Um, but it wasn't too far away from Meyer, was it? It was I'm not going to say it no. should have been a save, but I think it was savable. He was. And I think Coble could have. I'm and I think Coble could have got to that. It was a weird one because it did move quite a bit, and I mean, it. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty close. It looked like he kind of just brought his arm down and went like right over his arm. I don't understand. Granted, like the ball was moving, but mm-hmm. he was he was just, in the area to to block mm-hmm. it. So it's unfortunate. And I think Meyer does again. It for a goalkeeper, it's you just have to be that switched on all game, no matter what, because a, a shot can happen like that, mm-hmm. and it can come from anywhere really. And I think you just for a half second he just wasn't really paying attention to exactly what was going on, and just by that time it's just in the back of the net. I mean, he barely reacted whenever it was halfway uh, to the goal. And I mean, the crazy thing is, like this dude's never played Champions League before. He's never played in the Bundesliga before. So props to him for being able to performance. No, yeah. And I I know three goals went in at the last game, but I don't think any of those were his fault. He, maybe he could have done better with this shot from Stones, but again, I don't think too much was really his fault. Stones should not have been open like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of crazy to see. I, I feel like his distribution distribution has been pretty decent. Um, so yeah. just to see him step up to this level uh, is pretty, I don't know, it's it's yep. pretty cool for him. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's really put done too much wrong. So yeah, you know, his distribution has been a surprise for me. I did not know he was going to be that... Uh, Talented for a goalkeeper of his age at that level on the ball, I'll say. Mm. Um, man, unfortunately, we didn't have Coble though. I'm, I, I'm not going to say again it was it would have been saved, but like, I think I think Coble. I think he could have read that Holland goal. Yeah, he could. Yeah, definitely. And also the Holland goal as well. I think I think Coble, at least at a, like if that would have happened ten times, both of those shots, a good amount of times, Coble gets to those. Yeah. And so, man, after it was so disappointing seeing again, maybe this is like kind of our, our change in formation, but really we, after the, that goal, it looked like we completely like switched off or we, we just like lost our composure. Like everything we did well in the first half and leading up to that goal was just out the door. Like we were giving away sloppy balls. We were like losing the ball in possession. Like it was just, and granted they stepped up the pressure and were really gunning for that win, but we, like I said, just lost our cool, lost our composure, and and bad quick, game management, and quickly led to that uh, the the next goal, which was the cross uh, from Kinsello into Holland, which is just the classic Holland being Holland. He can't it reach really it with is. his head, so he throws I, his foot up there, and it goes in. Mm-hmm. No, I have a friend who uh, is a Man City supporter, and he was he texted me after that goal, and he was just saying it's like I could I, just saying how high he jumps, and I'm like that's like exactly the kind of striker he is though at the same time yeah i mean he is always so dead i mean he's he's not the most like accurate uh person with his head but he can he's so dangerous in the air either way i mean he could just use every part of his body to get those goals yeah. i mean again you you mentioned it already but he did the almost the exact same thing against volsberg last year yeah oh yeah it was like identical from the or is mirrored is from the other direction. That one who's a little mm-hmm. more open. This one who's still in between two defenders and like super high Jumping in the air. Over oh, it was just nuts. unbelievable. I, uh, I know. Okay, we're not. We can't just like hype Holland all the time. But the <laughs> the announcers. I still I still like like him so much. <laughs> uh, the announcers were just like losing their minds, which I thought was so funny. And granted, okay, if you're not watching Holland week in week out, you don't know, or you can't really expect what he's going to do. But that was just, I was just like, that's just classic Holland. That's just what he does. Yeah. Like, and it had to be him, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It had to be him. Uh, just so, yeah, I mean, just to put a pin on those two games, it sucks to take two L's in a row. Um, but you're, you're back home this weekend and it's the Riviera Derby and you again have an opportunity to turn things back around. I mean, this could, this could be a very huge win and a very winnable game as well. All right. Before you really get into the preview for upcoming game this weekend, I mean, we kind of started this podcast as me as a new ish, newer Dortmund fan, which I was just thinking about this watching the man city game. Dortmund used to be like my casual team to watch. Like I, I, I like, Oh yeah, I'll watch I like this team. I'll watch them. And then like we started doing this podcast 
And now that got me so stressed and so sad and they just ruined my week, uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> I got other casual teams to watch. It's okay. But yeah. now I'm just like so stressed by them. Um, but as a newer fan and I, we've always wanted this podcast to be a very like uh, for any other new fans, because with the Bundesliga, I mean, Bundesliga doesn't get as much coverage in America, obviously, but you can still catch all the games but it's hard to kind of follow the league a little bit, uh, follow the team specifically because you don't always get the pregame and postgame and everything. And so we wanted, we always wanted this podcast to be very like approachable, uh, especially if you're a newer fan. We wanted it to be like a welcoming environment and a place where you feel like you can, you have people to watch the game with. And it doesn't matter if you haven't been a fan for a long time because I have it. I'm still fairly new to this team. Carver's liked them for a long time. He's the expert. That's why I let him talk a lot. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not the expert. I'm just a long time fan is all. But with that said, not even close. for any newer fans, and I know we have a few because we've had some who, who've reached out um, who are kind of getting into Dortmund. And I love hearing those stories because I don't want anyone, again, I don't want anyone to feel like this is too far over your head. I learn a lot of things. That's why I throw a lot of questions at Carver too. Um, but Carver, can you just explain the game this weekend uh, like what it means and you don't have to as far as little or as much as you want. I just like explain this game, this dar- Derby this weekend. Yeah. So I could tell you this much as a Dortmund fan, maybe uh, in reference to the table and the title race, it's not quite there, but as for an actual Derby, this is the actual Derby as opposed to like the quote unquote L uh, dare classic. I even said El Clasico, <laughs> but the dare classicer that's like been marketed towards ESPN for the last few years. But like this is the actual derby of um, of two local rivals, Dortmund and Schalke. I mean, a lot of history that anyone is. I, I would encourage to go and read more about online. But um, I mean, Schalke is, is less than like I don't know. It's like less than twenty miles from Dortmund, if I'm not wrong. And there's a lot of been a heated exchanges in the past, and this is a and this is a game that's always very intense. So it's an exciting one for the neutral fans. It's a stressful one for the Dortmund and Schalke fans. It's a good time, and uh, to kind of piggyback on, I guess this little mini segment that we're doing here, I wanted to, um, I guess also mention that the fan club for St. Louis is going to be having a watch party at the Amsterdam Tavern this weekend. And it's not just their typical tip uh, watch party either. They're also having some footage for Sky Sports that's going to be sent there. Um, Dortmund, like I guess, handpicked the fan club to kind of do this coverage. And I encourage any other Dortmund fan around the area. It doesn't have to be in St. Louis. It could be around the area um, of Missouri to go and and uh, experience that with, for, with the fan club. Um, Nathan, the guy who runs the fan club, he's got a big colored mustache that you'll see. He's incredibly nice. He's incredibly welcoming. Everyone in the, in the fan club is incredibly nice and incredibly welcoming. Um, so you, I, I highly encourage people to go and meet some you know, newer fans, meet some older fans, uh, just connect with everyone and have a great time. And you get free stuff too. Nathan is always giving away uh, gear. So, um, Are you going this weekend? Uh, you know, it's funny that I just hyped all that up, but I genuinely want to go. But I have a I have a class for coaching this weekend that that is all day Saturday. It's okay. So it, I'll I be mean, watching it, the game later that night. But I will be at the dam in the next few weeks for the Bayern game. Okay. I mean, you're spreading the good word, so it's okay if you if you can't make it. I am going to try to go. Um, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent yet, but I am going to try to make it. And then I, I so Carver and I we live in St. Louis. That's why we're hyping up Amsterdam Tavern with our. Uh, local St. Louis fan club. But I know like shout out to everyone from New York who listens, who are part of the uh, Brooklyn Brucin. And we got yeah, a lot but that was fun last week. I mean, not the, <laughs> not the loss, but the experience yeah. of having like Patrick O'Wamalayela there and cool, cool you know, watch party experience. Uh, shout out to the, the DC uh, supporters group too, who I know uh, I forget the bar they go to, but uh, we've been seeing a lot more of that recently. Obviously these Kansas supporter City groups, as well. yeah, they've been around a long time, but those are ones that we've connected with specifically. So um, if, to any of those supporters groups or anyone who you're going to watch with some people or whatever and, or like do any kind of watch party anywhere, make sure you tag us or let us know. Hopefully we'll see it because we want to uh, retweet those and, and get the word out about those two. Just go watch, especially if you're a new fan, like find the, find the club. This is the, this is a good game to go meet some people, learn more about the club and really get embedded in the club. If you're a, a newer fan, this is a game to go watch with some people if you can. So Highly encourage you to go check it out. Um, and kickoff is 9.30 Eastern time. Uh, we are home. So that's mm-hmm. a part of... Uh, 
That's a big boost, of course. I have no I mean, idea what word I was about to say. I was about to say, like, that's a park. That didn't make any sense. That's the word that was, I don't know. I'm going to shut up. Carver, you can talk about the game. <laughs> I mean, I, I already kind of previewed it, I guess, enough. But I think there's going to be – there was already a react, like a genuine reaction. It was 90 minutes late uh, from Leipzig. But there was a reaction against Man City. And I think there could be an even better reaction now that – the team has some positives to build off of. It's such a difficult game at Manchester. So, and of course, Schalke, I mean, spending the last year in the second division, um, they're not going to have as much talent, but they still have had some, you know, pretty decent signings here and there this summer. But however, Schalke did come out last week and beat another local rival of us, Bochum. Um, and they sit 12th in the table. So they got a few draws and only one win so far, but, Let's let's keep them uh, let's keep them at bay and have give them another loss because I I really don't want to lose three in a row especially to our <laughs> rival now like our actual rival. Yeah, I am feeling a lot more confident after that that Man City game. Obviously, we lost and that's not great. And and to lose and to let them come back is not great. I really hope the guys aren't too down on that because I think we we did have a decent performance. Um, unfortunate how it ended, but I just hope they take confidence in that knowing it's like, Hey, we can still go toe to toe against one of the best teams in the world. We are a good team. We just need to like get our shit together. Um, so I hope, I hope they're not too, <laughs> we don't need their confidence dropping anymore after that Leipzig game, which is horrendous. Like we just need them to come which, out. Believe it or not can happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just really hope like the matter of this defeat, I know it could hurt your confidence, but I hope they walk away feeling a lot better about that game. Cause I'm feeling a lot better than I was after the Leipzig game. And maybe that's, oh, maybe that's cause like, this is always kind of a little bit of a therapy session. Maybe it's cause we're talking through it right after I watched opposed to like sitting in and wallowing after a couple days. But um, no, I, I do feel a lot better after that man city game. So hopefully we can just move forward. Terzic can, I don't know, kick him into gear and we can start no. piecing things together. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think we are going to look more confident. I mean, Jude tweeted right after the game saying he was just proud of every single one of his teammates for putting in the fight and putting in the effort, everyone doing their part. So again, I, th- I think I think the the mood overall is is not is not great. Of course, it's two L's in a row. But again, I think I think they're also just really focused on this next game and just getting a win, getting it out of the way, and just moving on. Um, and I think that's what's probably going to happen. I, I'm hoping Terzic is a learning every game and learning to make better decisions uh, with his reactions whenever we're losing. And I'm hoping that's going to be the case here this weekend. And I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for us. I I like that prediction. And I will also go 3-1. I, we don't always go lineup predictions, though. But now that we kind of have some guys back... Do you have any lineup predictions? Like, do you think we'll see Adeyemi or Malin slot in? What do you think we'll see up top specifically? I think we're probably going to rock arguably the same lineup that we did against Leipzig. It's just going to be a better shape. Hopefully going to be a bit more compact. We're going to have better coaching overall and in, in the open play. And um, maybe we, I would imagine we'll probably get to see more of Malin and Adeyemi off the bench earlier in the second half. Do you think Reyna starts? I do. Because Leipzig, okay, Leipzig was Wolf and Brandt. That's true. Oh, I guess it was also Mounier and Wolf on the right. So maybe um, depending on which right back Terzic wants to go with, it'll be a similar lineup and having Brandt and uh, either Malin or Adeyemi. Or not Malin, excuse me, or Adeyemi, uh, Malin or Reyna. (laughs) And then hot take. Uh, Well, this isn't my hot take. I'm asking you to make a hot take. Modest, do we keep starting Modest or do we give Mokoko a chance? Um, that's a good question because I think I think Mokoko, this could be a game for Mokoko to do well. Um, Schalke uh, can be a team, I guess, you can't exploit with pace, but I'm also imagining, you know, a, just a tough game that you're going to have to go and actually grind out a, a, a first goal and then you could start getting the attacks flowing, so I feel like it can go either way. I maybe probably go with Modest, and if he's not performing well 50, 60 minutes in, I'd make some changes. A little sooner than, yeah. Which, I mean, we have seen changes at around the 60 minute mark usually, but maybe yeah. he's kind of stayed on. I think he's usually played he's a little also, bit he's longer. He's also played but, a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you got anything else? We're wrapping it up. That, that's it. Yeah. Went a little longer than I, I thought we would. 
Um, but hey, thank you so much for listening and venting with us a little bit. It's always good to vent with people, which is why we do this podcast because we need to vent a lot nowadays. Well, now all all the days we did a lot last season. <laughs> We're doing it a lot this season now. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're always posting there, especially info about the upcoming games, the watch parties, and everything at the BVB Pod. If you want to email us, if social media is not your thing, that's great. The BVB Pod cast at gmail.com and then we have a website too that has the links to everything and you can find episodes there of course we're on spotify apple all those places if you search the bvb podcast or just go to the bvb podcast.com that's a lot of bvbs i think i got it all out of the way so that's it for this week my name's jake carver has been with me as always we will see you later see ya